Welcome to episode two of Tales from the Road with the Hogtown Brass. Tonight we are thrilled to be joined by our own tuba player, Ian Feenstra. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure as always. So tonight I thought it would be really fun for us to, to recall the trip we took by car to Sydney, Nova Scotia, over 4,000 kilometers round trip for our very first showcase at Contact East in 2017. Um, whose idea was it to drive? Uh, I think that would be you, sir. I think that would be you. <laughs> we were going to save money that way, right? Uh, sure. Yeah. We thought we were going to. And then we did the budget after the fact, but I think it was the same in the end. But I mean, did you want to fly with a metal pig? <laughs> Loaded question. <laughs> so, so Ian, um, I don't know if you recall, but how many snacks does it take three brass players to go 4,000 kilometers? Oh my. Um, uh, there was spicy trail mix. I remember that. Yeah. I one bag. Yeah, one bag. Okay. There were two bags of Sour Patch Kids. Right. There um, were Slim Jims, weren't there? There were Slim Jims. Okay. So so Tristan wrote out a list, and I'm just going to I'm gonna take a deep breath, and I'm going to read this list. <laughs> okay. So in addition to the spicy mango trail mix and the Sour Patch Kids, we had one bag of Pepper Jack Moon Cheese, one bag of Cheddar Moon Cheese, six President's Choice Chocolate Chip Granola Bars, one bag of chocolate-covered jujubes, one bag of spicy pop chips, one mini bag of Jack Link's jalapeno jerky, one large bag of Hawkins cheesiest, two Cliff Bars, one apple, one banana, one chocolate chip muffin, one bar of lint chili chocolate, a bag of licorice, six cups of coffee, three large Red Bulls, two Gatorades, 15 liters of water, and 16 beers. I would like to point out the importance of the one apple and one banana that were consumed in the middle of that trip. <laughs> I guess it, dehydrated it, cheese it, and beer is more important. You know, it's it, you know it's kind of impressive that the water and beer was almost at a one to one ratio. It's pretty good. Pretty good. You got to be health conscious on tour. Hydration is important. <laughs> so so Ian. I mean, what's what do you remember from? Because uh, you were only with us on the drive to Sydney, but yes. what? Like, tell me, like, what? What's the overwhelming memory you have of that drive? The back of Tristan's head. It's, it's, <laughs> it's quite memorable, so they say. Yeah, um, I think the thing that I most remember is after dark. Mm. So driving from Toronto to the east coast. The sun, in the, at least in the, not in the winter, it gets dark right when you hit moose country. And that's exciting. Yeah, there, in rural New Brunswick, as we were approaching, what was it, Fredericton we stopped in, I think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was, the speed limit goes to 130 kilometers an hour, which as an Ontarian, it is just thrilling to be able to go that fast and not be breaking the law. Um but there are signs, and I mean, guys, the signs must be, what, like 50 feet in the air with bright blinking lights? Oh, yeah. And they're very, very specific. Watch for moose next to 26 kilometers. And we were all at a very delirious point in the drive. Some There was some white-knuckle driving that we were counting the kilometers. <laughs> 
I don't know if Red. I don't know if Red Bull helped or detracted from the safety of our car. I'm I'm really not sure, but I I I mean, before I let Tristan tell me, I mean, I remember getting caught in rush hour traffic in Quebec City, which we had no reason to go to Quebec City except that this the the GPS kind of told us after it was too late that it was we were supposed to hang a right instead of hang a left, and it's as it's as, as if it knew that we were poor suckers from Ontario who had no idea where we were and we got turned around and ended up going across the giant bridge into Quebec City which uh, had bumper to bumper traffic and it took us I think it added about an hour to our trip because of that <laughs> and no one speaking English to help us which yes. made it just sure. all the all the better um there was also a pretty memorable stop at McDonald's for dinner just outside of Fredericton New Brunswick I think um Ian, do you have any memories of that trip? Oh. Or I guess that stop. One thing I remember is you and Tristan could not contain your laughter. <laughs> we ordered, you know, uh, as one does in the middle of a road trip, we stop at McDonald's and order our favorite things, uh, which was uh, McMuffins. Breakfast. Breakfast. Because that's what you need at 10 p.m. in the middle of New Brunswick. Um, and there was just something about the way that order went that just had you and Tristan just on the floor, the sticky, sticky floor, laughing. I think delirium will do that to a person. I mean, I just feel bad. I feel bad for the McDonald's workers because they must have been just fully confused. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we were confused, but we were entertained. So we were very confused, but we we did get our McMuffins, and we we did get on our way to some <laughs> some random motel in the middle of nowhere. Middle of uh, nowhere. Isn't that a wonderful feeling to pull into a motel that it's dark? You barely even get a look at it. We had no and then idea. We turned on a single lamp. Yeah, and, and I flopped on beds. And well, and it, there was there was the a. There was a completely necessary stop for beers so that we could have a drink at the end of the trip. <laughs> I believe there was it was a, a mandatory uh, stop. We realized we were uh, at the gas station and they, they sell beer out there at the gas station. <laughs> so we got ourselves a bunch of Alpine. <laughs> and Did we drink any, Jay? I think one beer got opened, but I'm not sure any was consumed. <laughs> Just passed right out. There, I seem to remember there were some pretty interesting names of tiny towns along the trans canada highway there were and and not even like because we're english and don't speak the language i genuinely enjoyed the town of san louis du haha with an exclamation mark i think we we all giggled a little bit for about 20 minutes passing that sign and i mean Uh, ian ian you recently recollected with a different friend of ours from from out east yeah in in regards to possibly the greatest little chicken restaurant maybe in the country yeah just pulling into town driving along the road and i believe it was on our right just pulled up and lo and behold it was lick a chick which i hear is actually quite tasty (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh Three years later, it, it hasn't got less funny. <laughs> I still have the picture on my phone. And as is proven, it popped up. Uh, another friend had taken a photo. I think Bernie Sanders was out front. Mm. And 
you know, it's a landmark. It, it genuinely is a landmark. So this is what they tell us. Yeah. Oh, man. So, anyways, we finally got where we were heading, and and I mean, it seemed like the whole weekend or the whole week. It was sort of like what was it Thursday to Sunday? Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, Thursday to Sunday, and um, you know, and the schedule was very good. Like the, everything ran on time. It was really, really well run convention and and then it got to our showcase which was the whole reason why we were there and i remember the five of us gathering in a hotel room getting our suits and our ties on and our oiling our valves and 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 a couple of us just decided to sort of meander down to the to the room where we were going to showcase and we found out that we were on in five minutes someone had no showed or or something changed and we thought we had half an hour we had five minutes so a flurry of text messages and slack messages and gifts that were calls to action and i think the big lesson here is i mean always be ready and and there's no such thing as being too early i guess there isn't i i do recall a, a, a sweaty jog uh through a, a long hallway to go get our trombone player because we had to be on in five minutes but oh yes always be ready and uh don't let your guard down when you're at an event like that <laughs> i think it's important to maybe mention to anyone listening that is getting into that circuit the first time that you will pr- you will spend months preparing for that showcase and and there's no guarantees that you're walking out into a beautiful concert hall with a great acoustic Sometimes you walk out into a hotel ballroom with round tables and no acoustic and, and, and you play and, and you think you did great and there's light applause and then some comedian will shoo you off the stage and, and a magician comes out after you and <laughs> you hear roars of laughter because they have their hand up some puppet's butt. Like it, it really is, it, you know. The, and yet, there's no way to know how well you did either, because the applause no. is not necessarily indicative of, of your performance at all. As we as we discovered, we got some bookings out of that, but uh, a little disheartening, I'd say. <laughs> well, you know what that means. If you just have to hire a ventriloquist to tour with us, then I think so. I Hogtown Brass plus a plus a puppeteer. I'm into it. Let's. Hey, we it. do yeah. have six members now, guys. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I wonder if Mike Barth has puppetry skills auxiliary percussion is now auxiliary puppetry (laughs) i love it something else that was memorable about this this whole weekend uh is something that the three of us have actually participated in four times i think now but three times in ontario and then the once in 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 nova scotia and that's the contact room which Uh. which is is every convention center's purpose and and it's just it's like speed dating for musicians and artists and 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 agents and bookers and where i mean they have these one-to-one meetings where people come and sit across from you and they say okay why should we book you and it, it don't stumble don't stutter <laughs> <laughs> oh man and it, especially when i remember the day after our showcase we had a contact room at 9 30 in the morning and there may have been some celebrating the I night of our I don't know what you're talking about. Brass players never celebrated performance. We were we were we were very responsible. Mm-hmm. We I believe after our showcase we went out for a band lobster dinner because when else were we gonna be on the East Coast with an evening to kill? 
And if I'm not mistaken, our one of our trumpet players had a few too many and ended up in the trunk of the car on the way back to the <laughs> hotel room. It's a spacious trunk. It's a good rental car. Yeah. It, it was a... Needless to say, the, the, the first meetings of the morning went a little uh, slower than anticipated. It was, a, it was a little foggy. But it was all good. It was great. It was great. Um, now, Ian, there's a story at the end of all this that I think is really fascinating, but I'm going to let you get there. But Ira and Paul had gigs back in Toronto, which prevented them from being a part of the, the fateful 2100 kilometer trip back to Toronto in the car. Yeah. But, but there was a 5 a.m. flight for both of them from a regional airport. Yeah. And then there was a 10 a.m. flight for yourself that was booked rather hastily, if I may. <laughs> do you want to, do you want to inform everyone as to why that happened? Yeah. So, we drove out to the East Coast, and, well, let's just say, um, when we were planning uh, to go out East, I was unaware that I would be uh, soon to be a parent. Um, as it turns out, um, my daughter was born very shortly after we got back from tour, and it, strictly speaking... I didn't need to fly home, but I was informed it would be in my best interest to hop a plane rather than spend <laughs> the two days in the car driving all the way back from New Brunswick. So let's just put it that way. I think that's a generous way to put it. Yeah. So Tristan and, and I got to got to drive the rental car back to Toronto with, with our then agent, uh, who was also uh, related to Tristan. Um, and if you've ever spent more than 10 minutes in a car with two members of the same family, it got chippy <laughs> quickly. Very, there was, there yeah. was some, some shade being thrown between the front and back seats here and there. <laughs> I, I kept myself occupied in the back seat reading about Colin Kaepernick taking a knee and infuriating the entire American <laughs> sports. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That happened that, while we were on tour. I forgot that, yeah. And then, of course, my favorite part of this is we thought we were done for a bit. And we, on the trip home, got an email that someone had canceled on Ontario Contact. And 10 days later, we had another showcase <laughs> in the bustling metropolis of Petrolia, Ontario. Big, big, big town. Oh, yeah. There, there, big was, there was one restaurant. It's a lovely it was, hall, I gotta say. Victoria Playhouse. Yeah, Victoria Playhouse Petrolia. Fantastic hall. Just uh, follow follow the scent of the oil and you'll get to Petrolia. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's oh, nothing so that, like uh, So that's where that name comes from. Oh. <laughs> Petrol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nothing like flying home from uh, a really stressful and long uh, contact east to get a to get an email saying, "Hey, you guys ready to go in ten days with a, a different trumpet player because yours is unavailable?" Cool, <laughs> come on down. <laughs> and we did it. Somehow we did it. I think that's 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 a bit of an overarching theme, and I think as we do more of these tales from the road, we're going to find nothing was ever ideal, 
And I say mm-hmm. ever as if it's going to be ideal when we get to perform live again. And it probably never will be. But um, being able to think on your feet and being able to be flexible is is really important. Um, yeah, really important. And, I'll, and also, I think uh, a genuine lesson from this, you know, we were talking about the uh, the uh, the conference center performance hall. You know, we were a little bit disheartened leaving the hall and we thought, oh my God, have we wasted all this time and money coming here to this huge conference? No one knows us. And lo and behold, we did get a few bookings out of it and we ended up booking a 10-day tour of the Holy Coast. So, you know, if you don't get applause when you leave the room, it doesn't mean you sucked. It just means uh, they're thinking. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They're probably taking notes instead of clapping. Yeah. (laughs) So I want to say thanks, Ian, for taking time out of your Monday night to, to join us. And, um, you know, we'll be back We're the plan is to do one of these a month. And, uh, and so you'll, you'll be hearing from us again in, in March, Excellent. but until that time, thank you. And, uh, as we never say in the Hogtown brass, please enjoy. Please enjoy. (laughs) 